0: Blood talk
1: Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and we are back at it, back at it, back at it again. And boy, do we have some things to talk about. New York Jets get just completely destroyed against the Saints, 30-9. to 9. We also got a game coming up against the Dolphins. A lot of questions about Zach Wilson and his accuracy and all that. Man, we got to get into it. Listen, salutes to all the savages, Venom Gs, everybody in the chat going crazy right now, and we're going to talk about it. But listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into the show.
2: I am fired up.
1: I'm fired up, people. I'm fired up. All right? Listen, your boy is on iTunes. For those of you that listen to the podcast, for those of you that listen to me on Blog Talk Radio, your boy's on iTunes as well. Please go over Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast there. Give your boy a five-star rating. You know what I'm saying? Let me know. Give me a five-star rating. Give me some feedback there on the show as well. Leave some remarks. Let me know how you folks feel about the show. And salutes to everyone that does. Cause I see everybody's, you know, everybody giving me those ratings. But please continue to do that. And let me know what you folks think about what I'm doing over here. I'm also on social media as well. Again, my Twitter for the show is The Long Beach Joe at the Long Beach Joe. Go ahead, follow that page, you know. Go talk to me. I'll talk to you right back. My personal uh, Twitter as well is youngj000 to three zeros. Go ahead and follow that, and we can go back and forth on there. And, people, listen, I got a Discord. Hit my link tree. My link tree has my Discord. It's plastered all over my social media platforms. Hit my link tree. Go to my Discord. Join my Discord, man. We go back and forth in there. We talk a lot. You know what I'm saying? We often take calls as well during the live shows, during our live rewatches you know when we we do our live reactions to the games as well we take calls from there to a halftime we we have a lot of fun in there so please go join the discord let's go back and forth man we talk about football in there we have a lot of good times in there talking about all kinds of things so go ahead and join that discord now listen folks it's time to get into it all right the New York Jets just took a beating to the Saints 30 to 9 there's a lot of questions there's a lot of questions about Zach Wilson There's a lot of questions about what's going on with him. There's a lot of questions about this defense. But before we get into that, as everyone knows, I love to positively impact my community. And there's a lot of great things going on right now in the month of December to help young children get toys within their hands. And one of those things is the Mark V. Lee Toy Drive. The toy drive is phenomenal. So we're going to have Mr. Jack Collins come on of the Mark V. Lee Toy Drive, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about what they're doing over there. Jack, I want to welcome you to the Long Beach Joe Show, my friend. How are you doing today?
3: Hey, my man. What's good, homie? I, it's about been about a year. How you doing?
1: I've been all right, man. I've been all right. Listen, Jack, <laughs> we're all excited about it. As you know, you know, I'm always pushing and promoting you guys, everything that you folks do over there with the kids and helping them out, get toys and put a smile on your, putting a smile on their face. Can you tell us about the Mark V. Lee Toy Drive and what you folks do for the community?
3: Oh, absolutely! I, I I want to first thank you. Uh, you're right. Every year, uh, I think for the last five or six years, you, you've I know I've been on. You've had a bunch of my other colleagues and you know, fellow firefighters on, and I want to thank you for your mm-hmm. support, man. You give us uh, you give us a platform to get the message. I'm Really grateful for that. Uh, so first of all, thank you for that.
1: Absolutely, you're welcome. I'm all about again pushing positive things, and you guys are doing great stuff,
3: man. Uh, you, you absolutely are. Um, he asked a little bit about the toy drive. Uh you know, I'll I'll say what I say every year. Uh my good friend Markley Junior is uh this is he, he's taking this over at the mantle for the Jersey City Fire Department. Uh it's something his father started a long time ago. Uh a quick backstory about Jersey City. We're a, a mid sized, you know, city in New Jersey. Uh a very diverse working class. A lot of a lot of families that are, you know, just getting by in uh in, in the eighties. Mark's dad and his you know his fellow firefighters they were working this the part of town that you know is a little less little little less fortunate a little more run down they uh they realized that you know the kids in there that they were serving in that community weren't having the Christmas they had wanted for them, and they just started mm-hmm. this toy drive with their own money they started buying toys for kids giving them away to whoever needed some toys and the word got out amongst the department and you know. You know, lost firefighters. If it's a good time and it's going to help somebody, we're in. And it's just grown into this this phenomenal thing that uh, the department does every year. And you know, our mutual friend, my buddy, your buddy, Mark, he's taking up the mantle for his for his dad. It's in honor of his dad, and a heck of a firefighter. And so uh, every year, you know, Mark uh, spearheads this thing with the entire departments behind him. You know, uh, we gave away. I think we gave away about three or four thousand toys last weekend. We have an event coming up this week. Two events coming up coming up this weekend. Uh, on top of that, you know, we're people. People are you know calling uh, you know for other people's toy drives to make sure they have enough toys for the kids that they're they're looking to help. Uh, you know, quick quick story. Even today, you know, my 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 fiance she has a civic association and she says to me, Babe some toys you know we and I called Marky you know and he was getting ready to go to wrestling practice because not only is he a firefighter and helping the community he's also coaching kids and uh, he Mm -hmm. said listen Pally he said I got wrestling practice at three he said I'll have ready for you and within four Mm -hmm. hours I, I go to his house and I pick up five giant bags of toys that I'm gonna do center tomorrow kids can have some uh, a, a nice Christmas and it's just uh yeah. it's something that we take a lot of pride in it's something that um has grown and we're proud of that and it's just every year it gets bigger and better and and you've been a part of that you've given us an opportunity to talk to people and to get uh, and to help us help them yeah that. yeah I,
1: I, man again Everything you folks are doing over there is so phenomenal. just when you just said we gave out you know three almost four thousand toys i 'm like wow <laughs> i 'm just blown yeah.
4: away with how
1: much <laughs> you folks are doing you know it 's crazy it 's crazy, but when you talk about giving all those toys away and you 've been involved in this for so long, what is the most memorable moment that you 've had when dealing with this toy drive
3: uh, It actually didn 't happen at, at Christmas time. It happened uh during the summer uh you know we work on on the on the, the the south side of the city which is it's a little more blighted it is a little more you know uh a little less financial shall we say and uh mm-hmm. we were working one day and, and a kid a kid's grandma came to the firehouse looking for help cuz her grandson's bike had gotten stolen and uh you know they were trying to find it and Marky got a call from the captain saying Mark, we got this kid whose bike got stolen and Marky went to his house Went to his uh, magical garage where he always ways for the donations that he picks up throughout the year because he's always doing this. And uh, he he grabbed a bike for the kid and the kid had a new bike and it, you know that wow. kid's face lit up like a Christmas tree, and it and mm. probably changed his outlook on things just a little bit knowing that somebody who we didn't know gave a darn about him and it was it was it was a great moment and it's still my favorite moment that I think about when I think about my friend Mark Lee.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, that is a phenomenal story, man, just to be able to help that kid out with all that he was going through, you know, getting his bike stolen, like you said, as well. Sometimes that'll really, that'll bring you down when you're a young kid. You want to get out there and start pedaling and have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Everybody's man.
5: fired up, no, you, ready to get outside, your bike gets stolen, and you're
1: able to go to the you firehouse and meet out, a right? firefighter be able to help you.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. You, well, you that's got, got your ride, man, you know? <laughs> it, it, exactly. Those are your wheels. You know, so
5: that's how I get around, you know? And then next thing you know, yeah. it's gone
1: and someone is able to come and help you. So it's, like I said, uh, Jack, it's phenomenal what you folks are doing out there. Now, how can my audience get involved with that? Where can they go? What can they do? How can they help, you know, with the toy drive? How can they give toys? How can they give monetarily as well?
3: Well, uh, if, if whoever's listening, uh, you can you can send donations to the Jersey City Fire Department, uh, care of the or actually I should say the Mark Lee Toy Drive, care of the Jersey City Fire Department at four six five Marin M A R I N Boulevard in Jersey City, New Jersey. I believe it's zero seven three zero two, but either way, they'll get it to us if I'm off a number. Then checks. Or, you know, it's, it's a nonprofit. There's no nobody derives a salary. We're so, we're like the uh, the right, you know, not the right cross. Uh, the the other one, I forget the name of it with the with the bell. Nothing goes. Everything goes to the charity. Everything goes to the kids, to the toys. Nobody derives anything from it. Um, you can also go to Venmo. I believe Uh M A R K underscore Vincent Ten at Venmo. Uh, and, and again, any donations anyone wants to make, if you're in the area, you can drop a toy or a donation of of any kind off at any firehouse, and we'll get we'll get it to where it has to go.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it be and path again, path. everyone
1: else... you knows. No, go ahead, go ahead, Jack. Jack. Are you oh, okay. Voice, uh, is that... Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought I lost yelling. it I'm Sorry, I thought I lost it. Yeah, no, it's okay. You kind of cut out. But like I said as well, everyone knows. Listen, the the link to the Margaret Lee uh, toy drive as well is plastered all throughout my social media. It's in my link tree as well. Anyone, please click that link tree. You know that that's everywhere. Um, you know, exclamation, exclamation point link in the chat. We'll bring that up, exclamation point links. You hit that, the link tree is there. You click my link tree, click Mark V. Lee Toy Drive. It'll take you directly to the site where you can donate. It lets you know everything that's going down there. So again, Jack, man, I want to thank you for everything that you folks do with those children, helping them get their gifts and everything. But before I let you go, Jack, you know you bleed green, I bleed green. We're Jets fans here. All right? It's been a long season. It's been a tough season. Yes, it is. That, that, that was a laugh of pain. For all of you that that listen to Jack laugh a little <laughs> bit just a second there, that was a laugh of pain, okay? He's laughing, to <laughs> you keep him crying, all right? Look,
3: you I want to get your thoughts on this. every year I come on your show, it's a laugh of pain, unfortunately. I wish I had <laughs>
4: more laughter for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> fact. That's a fact. So I want to get your thoughts on this.
3: We just
1: get beat by the Saints, thirty to nine. The season has been yeah. very up and down. Give me your thoughts on Zach Wilson. I don't want any soft filtered stuff no cursing, no soft filtered stuff. I know, though. I know, Give I know. Last year, I got, take. I got
3: excited and I dropped the bomb, and I'm sorry. It won't happen again. I promise. It's a kid's show. I know.
0: I okay, went, I went to right, church as a go. good
3: Irish Catholic and said my penance. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give me listen, your thoughts on all, he's, pretty. He, he's pretty, you know. I'll give him that. But uh, you know, when when, <laughs> when 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 the best you can say is that, you know, he uh, he didn't turn the ball over. Uh, you get, you know, that's the best you got. I mean, he was missing easy throws. He was hard to keep on the field for a bit. We were getting excited, by rather be excited. Uh, you know, I, it's tough, man. You know, it's tough because. You wondered you wondered this this kid shot up the draft board to number two. It wasn't a great draft class for quarterbacks to begin with, except somehow Mac Jones is looking like a young Tom Brady and we missed on him. Mm. Mm. You
0: know,
3: and then this kid shot all the way up the board coming out of BYU and you're thinking, Well maybe there's something that they know that we don't and then eh, it turns out everybody was didn't know anything. And and, and, you know Mm. and he's young, it's only he's only a rookie. But the best I can say right now is the kid's pretty. <laughs>
0: well, that's, 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 so all that's all I gotta got, count Joe. For I wish
5: I had more. <laughs> yeah, that's got to count for something, Jack. Listen, Jack, He, he, he looks good in the headband. <laughs> that's the best I can tell
1: you, you know? <laughs> It's been phenomenal speaking with you, man. Before I let you go, can you please again give
2: my audience
1: every single piece of information they need to to be to get in contact with the Mark V Lee Toy Drive and how they can get involved with it as well?
3: Exactly. Thank you. It's uh, again, it's the Mark V Lee Toy Drive, care of the Jersey City Fire Department, four six five Marin M A R I N Boulevard in Jersey City, New Jersey, zero seven three zero two. Uh, you can drop pre- you can send presents, send donations. You can send donations to Venmo, Mark underscore Vincent10 at Venmo. And, of course, hit up Joe's website because we're all over that because he's one of our biggest supporters, and we can't thank him enough.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Jack. You have yourself a good night, my friend.
3: My man, you've become a part of my Christmas season, so thank you very much. I look forward to this every year. God bless you, and thank you for helping us
1: thank you man thank you you have yourself a good night my friend you be
3: well my friend thank you
1: all right listen jack jack is the greatest man (laughs) jack is the greatest listen salutes to the mark v lee toy drives and again everyone you know that wants to get involved with everything that you know they're doing over there again The link is plastered all across my social media platform. You can take a toy out to any Jersey City Fire Department and donate it to them, and they will get it to kids. It's all about putting a smile on children's face and helping them any way that you can, you know, to have a great Christmas. There's a lot of people, you know, especially a lot of young kids in situations that don't have much, and anything that you can help to give them, you know, is greatly appreciated. So again, everyone, please get involved with the Mark V. Lee Toy Drive any way that you can. So now with that said... We're going to start talking, man. We've got to talk, Jets, again, 515 602 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. We're about to get into the line and, to the lines in just one second. I uh, just want to talk a little bit about the New York Jets losing to the Saints 30-9. Now, I'm starting with the offense. Listen, Zach Wilson was inaccurate, okay? 19 of 42, 202 yards throwing the ball. Sacked three times. He had trouble hitting guys. Dump-offs easy passes across the middle, check downs, all that stuff. We're con- continuing to see him struggle with that plight. And I'm wondering when he's going to get things together that way. I understand he's a young quarterback. I am not here saying that Zach Wilson is a bust. You will not hear me say that. You will not hear me say that we need to give up on that kid. I'm not saying any of that stuff, okay? So don't tweet me saying I said that because I did not say that. What I, am seeing is, is what I am saying, though, is there is major corrections that need to be made with him. His mechanics have got to get better. We're seeing him, you know, throwing off his back foot, lofting balls up, balls in the dirt. I mean, he is missing guys that are wide open. He cannot hit guys. He's got to clean that stuff up because the easy throws, the easy stuff, is things that he should be able to hit. He's also got to figure out the touch-on passes as well. We're still seeing him bear down and just dump a ball to a guy that's two yards away like he's 50 yards away. He's got to learn how to ease up on that and put some touch on the ball to allow the guy that's catching the ball to catch it quickly and get rolling. If you're throwing lightning-hot rockets every 10 seconds, you're going to have issues with guys trying to catch the ball. Then you look at the New York Jets wide receiver core coming into this game. We're missing Corey Davis. Of course, he's on IR. Elijah Moore is on IR now as well. We'll be discussing that tonight because that happened just recently before the game. That sucked because again, you know Elijah Moore is coming on now. He's on the IR, so coming into the game, we were hoping that we would see something out the core, and we were hoping we would get something from Denzel Mims. And boy, oh boy, did we! (laughs) On a drive that could have ended in the New York Jets scoring touchdowns, what we saw Denzel Mims doing commit two penalties, and illegal hands to the face, and also illegal formation. And guess what? After those. He saw the bench <laughs> legally.
0: <laughs>
1: he was to that bench immediately. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Denzel Mins is tough. He's <laughs> it's been a tough road trying to figure out what this kid is he's gonna turn out to be here within this offense. He was a guy that we were all saying was gonna have a breakout season and things just have not looked good so far.
0: At all. They
1: just haven't looked good. You know, so we're gonna see how things flow earlier, but Denzel Mins has gotta pick it up. I'm hoping that staff maybe gives him another chance. But you know who's another guy that really needs to step it up as well? Ty Johnson. This guy can't catch a cold, man. Hands made of stone. He had three vital drops in this game. He also had drops throughout the season. This was another guy that we thought we could pair with Michael Carter and that they would be able to really be the one-two punch that we needed. And Michael Carter, again, a playmaker. They went to IR. Hopefully he's going to be back. There's a lot of reports that he may be back. For the upcoming Dolphins game, we'll be discussing that as well. But let me tell you something. Ty Johnson has been pretty disappointed this season. The drops, all the other stuff going on, he's got to clean that up. Because, again, this system relies on backs getting out in space, being able to catch the ball and make plays. If you're dropping easy passes, easy catches, and then you can't move, You were going to have an issue. You're going to continue to stunt the offense. The offense had a a problem all day, but another part of the team that had a problem was the defense. Defense was awful. It was awful. We came into this game, and what did we say? Alvin Kamara, we got to watch for him. Alvin Kamara, 27 carries, 120 yards and a TD. And he started off the day completely trucking. Ashton Davis just ran him over like he was nothing. It was insane. Ashton Ashton Davis is bad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out and say that. He has been horrific this year. We've seen him take bad angle after bad angle after bad angle. It's insane. He just doesn't get it. And he still doesn't rap when he tackles. And that's why he got ran over. We also saw that the defense have issues tackling all throughout the rest of the game as well. It's just bad, man. Taysom Hill had a 44-yard run to end the game as well. Taysom Hill 15-21, 175 yards. And he also ran for a 44-yard TD. It's, it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. This defense looks awful. Awful. I don't know when we're going to step up. We're constantly giving away so many yards on the ground to teams. It's, it's insane. i the say one of the only good things that came out of this game for the New York Jets, it seems like Eddie Pinero, a kicker we just got in because he got rid of Kessman, he comes in and goes three for three. Two field goals from 36, he hit those, and then one from 46, he hit that one. So, man, it's insane, man. But I'm, I want to get to these lines again, 515 602 515 is number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Please be patient. We'll get to everybody on the lines. We're discussing Jets, Dolphins. We're discussing Jets, Saints. We're discussing it all, man. So, first caller I'm going to, 973, I'm coming directly to you, 973.
5: Salutes to hey, my Jill, you, my friend. I want to thank
1: you. Calling in today. I'm all right, man. How are you? Listen, <laughs> Jeff losing yeah. the Saints thirty to nine. Give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson, his issues with accuracy. When do you think that this is going to get cleaned up, man?
4: Uh, let me see. We're in twenty. Uh, we're in twenty twenty one now. Maybe by about twenty. Maybe by about twenty twenty six is the way it looks right now. <laughs> but I'll tell you to be honest, I really didn't think it might have a chance against the Saints. I mean, the Saints are, you know, too powerful. So really going into that game, I wasn't really, that like, confident. Mm-hmm. Honest, I wasn't surprised by this performance at all. But not really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he
1: I mean You were talking about, de- it, it you was was...
4: talking about defense. What defense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's mind-boggling. But watching Zach Wilson struggle just missing guys that are wide open, I just don't get it. He's got to clean yeah. up his mechanics, man. He's got to. I mean, it's insane. He cannot hit the easy passes, and those are the things that he must land within no. his offense to open up the deep ball, to open up other things. And that leads me to my next question for you: What are your thoughts about the drops of Ty Johnson and his struggles just catching the ball? How do you feel about that, man?
4: Oh, that's that's miserable. That's even that's even worse. I mean, I thought Sammy Boy was bad enough, but uh, you know, we were we were we were looking so much further to the season. Uh, you know, kind of what Zach Wilson, you know, was such a great quarterback, you know, in college, but then he comes over here and then, you know, it's just another just the same story. You know, we get yeah. all these hyped up players thinking they're gonna do wonders for us and instead it's another disaster.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. You and know, but we'll the disaster. new coach
4: and everything too, the chemistry isn't there yet. Yeah, yeah. I I mean they've gotta start building something
1: around here. Yeah. Because we're seeing the same thing consistently. I mean, this, this, this team has given up a lot of yards on the ground defensively, and it's insane, and we're seeing the same issue, the same inconsistent ability to tackle. And one of those things we saw that, against that, that Saints team was Ashton Davis just getting ran over, just getting ran by, bad angles. What are your thoughts about him at safety? And watching him at this point, do you think the Jets can afford to walk away from Marcus May knowing that this guy you know, hasn't really shown us anything?
4: No, I don't think they can afford to to walk away from May at all. I mean, he might be the only hope, mm. we hit, the only bright spot that we have on on the team this year. So uh, I I think we would have to keep him. Mm. I mean, yeah. he's one of our few bright spots. So uh, there isn't much more we can say about that. I mean, this team has just you know been a been a problem right from the get go. Yeah, yeah, they have.
1: Now, now we're going into this next game with the Dolphins. My final question before I let you go, man, is what are your thoughts about the Dolphins matching up with the Jets? on the, We're going on the road. Do you think that this defense will be able to stop Gasecki? Because, you know, not only have we struggled with running backs, we've also struggled with tight ends as well this year eating us up. Yeah. Do you think that we'll have a plan to stop Gaseki, you know, coming into this football game?
4: You know, I hope we can. I mean, Miami looks a little bit easier that we can uh, to beat uh, rather than the Saints and whatnot. So there might be a slim margin of hope here. You know we 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 know we know the Dolphins' number and the, you know we're used to that. So I think maybe there is a chance that we can uh, hold up against them.
0: Oh wow, okay.
4: So
1: before I let you go, man, give There's me a final score prediction for that game. How do you think it ends? Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? Jets Dolphins.
4: I think that the Jets will win this. I don't think it's going to be one of those high-scoring affairs. I'm gonna go 17-7 Jets.
2: What? Wow. Okay, 17-7. Hey! So
4: before, I you what, you know. before I go, there is one thing I want to mention. That, uh, as I mentioned before, I have a show on Saturdays uh, from five to seven p.m. called the Enhanced Sports Show. Um, I'm hoping you can come on since it's our last show of 2021. Uh, well, we have we got a lot of football to cover and a few other uh, things as well as we wrap up the year. So, if you got time on Saturday, call the following number: 512-543-4662. Uh, number again, 512-543-4662, and the show is called The Enhanced Sports Show. Tell all your friends and neighbors about it.
1: Absolutely, man. Salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling The Enhanced Sports Show. Salutes to him. We're going to keep going with these lines again, 515 602 515 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Jacob, man. I'm going to my dude, Jacob. I need to know what Jacob thinks about this. Jacob, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Jacob, give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson's struggles with accuracy against the Saints. Man, when do you think he's going to clean this up? He's missing wide open guys, man.
7: Hey, what's going on, Joe? Can you hear me okay? Because I know I had some mic troubles last time. No, no, you're good, man.
1: You're good. So you know, sometimes right, you know people call for the call from the bottom of that Pringles can, but you are good, man. I can hear you good.
7: All right, sounds good. So uh, you know, obviously the accuracy things have been really frustrating, but I really can't put it all on Zach Wilson. He definitely did have some pretty bad throws, like the the bounce throw to Barrios behind the line of scrimmage. Basically, was one that should not have been an incompletion by any means. I mean, horrific. Um, yep. But, I mean, Ty Johnson Ty Johnson had three or four drops for first downs, which really can kill the momentum. Um, I think Keelan Cole had a drop. Uh, some other guys had some drops, too, and it really doesn't make it easy for us to move down the field when Zach does make those good throws and they sort of ruin, ruin the vibe in a way uh, like that. But mm-hmm. I think really a lot of it comes from just Zach Wilson trying to do too much and, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to show off the arm power that he has, even when it's not necessarily – or I guess even when it's not necessary, just trying to put a little bit too much juice into it uh, when it's yeah. not really needed. And I think that will come with time. He'll learn over time that he doesn't need to show off the arm talent. People are aware that mm-hmm. it's there and um, really just a rookie thing. But it's definitely something that if you want to be a star NFL quarterback or a franchise quarterback, you cannot miss those throws consistently so that's got to be cleaned up yeah. as soon as possible for sure
0: yeah
1: yeah it has and like you said as well just the easy stuff some of the incompletions that we're seeing it's like dude you got to clean those things up because again if you're able to clean that up if you're able to make those throws it helps the offense it also opens things up for the offense as well and easy stuff is those those are not only the things that help you get a rhythm but those are the things that allow the ball catch allow the other guys to get in rhythm as well. Those short dump offs to our running backs, like even Michael Carter coming back, that's huge for him because he's able to take that ball and really get going. That's what the scheme does. It puts guys in open spaces so that they can make plays. And I think that Zach is, he's got to step it up because watching balls go into the dirt, watching balls go high or around guys' heads, that's just, that's not a good flow, man. Now, we, look at this, we also look at the wide receiver core. You brought up Keelan Cole. Well, you brought up all that stuff. What are your thoughts about Denzel Mims and his struggles, man? How are you feeling about his situation so far? And do you think the New York Jets coaching staff has handled him
7: well? Yeah, I've been super disappointed in what I've seen from him because I've been his number one supporter and defender throughout all this time, really just never being able to understand why he wasn't seeing the field. And I thought this was going to be a perfect chance for him to really get out there and prove the coaching staff wrong. And it's just like, even when he's out there, now that illegal uh, motion one was completely on him. But I will say the one with the illegal hands to the face, there was a little bit of grabbing and, you know, pushing and shoving. But I didn't think that should have been a penalty. I thought of anything that should have been a penalty on the Saints, because if you watch the end of the play, uh, I think it was Lattimore guarding him, basically took him and threw him to the ground, which is definitely yeah. not illegal. Um, but, you know, you know how it goes for us. It just seems like nothing goes our way penalty-wise. It always seems like that, but um, anyways, I just think, you know, all the mistakes he's made, it's just like I really, I guess, as much as I hate to say it, I'm starting to see a little bit why maybe the coaching staff was hesitant to put him on the field, and, Uh, you know, as much as it hurts to say that, because he's without a doubt a talented receiver, and he has the potential, it's just, until he can not make those mistakes and become as reliable as the other guys who are out there in terms of not making those key mistakes when we need points, I don't see him seeing the field much. And so, wow. you yeah. know, if he can improve that in practice, awesome. And I want to see him out there, but we can't be making those mistakes and, you know, crunch time like that when we need points on the board. It's just not going to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: you're
7: talking that talking. And- for me, I think, again, with,
1: with Elijah Moore going on IR, that, that was the thing that I was saying to myself, okay, oh, well, man. we're starting to see what he happens. And that's where I want to go with you next is, can you speak to the impact of Elijah Moore hitting that IR? What were your thoughts on that situation? Because that hit us like a, a couple hours before you know, the game, like a day before the game. We were all just put down because we heard about it. What are your thoughts about that and the impact that it had on the wide receiver core?
7: Yeah, I don't remember if it was Saturday night or Sunday morning when I saw that and read that, Mm -hmm. but I just remember I was pretty tired when it came out, and I was just scrolling through Instagram a little bit, looking at what's going on, you know, in the sports world, and I saw that, and, you know, at first sight, I just glanced right over it, thinking it's just another piece of Jeff's news, and then I went back, and I was like, wait a minute, did I just read that right? Did they just say they put them on IR? And I went back, (laughs) and I I couldn't believe it, you know, and – um you know, obviously the injury is worse than previously expected. And I know that quad injuries can definitely linger because I'm not, you know, in terms of me being an athlete, I don't really ever get hurt. Uh, luckily, but when I do, I've had like this one quad injury that occurs like on the same leg. And it seems like it happens at around the same time every year. And from experience, Ooh. I will say those things don't just go away for sure. And um, you know, when I was playing soccer and stuff, being able to kick the ball with an injury like that is, it hurts tremendously. And so I know those things when you want to run at full speed and you want to be sprinting and you got to run routes like that and make those sharp turns. It's no easy task with a, you know, a lingering quad injury. So I think in a season that's really gone to waste, I know we want to see the Zach Wilson Elijah Moore chemistry build a little bit, but I don't, there's really no reason to, you know, make the injury worse as to, Maybe it carries on to next season or something like that. There's no reason to take that risk. Uh, you know, I'd yeah. we stay cautious. Now, if we were making a playoff push, I would say don't put him on IR. Maybe hold him out for a game. But it's too crucial to have him in there. But, you know, in a mm-hmm. season that's lost again, I just think keep him healthy for next season and, you know, get some of the other guys back when possible. But, you know, I'm as disappointed as I am. I want him to be healthy. so.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's 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 pretty. Really, that's understandable. Like you know, I'm big on like you said as well. Not rushing that kid out there before he's fully healthy. You know, unless he's going to be ready again. Like you said, if we were making a playoff push or something like that, maybe I could see us asking him to come back a little bit earlier. Maybe not put him on IR. But he's a guy that has really lit things up. That is really being showing us, you know, what it's all about with him as far as his talent. Let's not jack that up and and allow this kid to miss more time, either re-injuring it or making it worse let's sit him on the sidelines and make a, you know, wait until he's healthy. And so I respect that. I absolutely do respect that. And I like that the coaching staff dialed it down as well. Cause I'm pretty sure the type of competitor he is and athlete he is, he probably wants to be out there, you know, more than anything else, but allowing him to just sit and down. Deal, yeah, it does. Yeah, exactly. And it does, but it does nothing but help us as well in the long run. Now, one of the things that we're seeing consistently defensively here is our struggles with us stopping the run. And, uh, We saw Alvin Kamara get busy against us as well. What are your thoughts about this, Jacob? Because it seems like we can't stop damn near anybody. We're giving up 100-plus yards to, you know, one or two backs on a weekly basis. What are your thoughts about this? Is it effort, or do you think it's a scheme? Is it that just we don't have the pieces up front to stop it? What is this, man? Why do you think we give up so many yards on the ground?
7: Yeah, I really couldn't give you a good answer to that question, but – what I do know is that if I had to take a guess, I think we're really trying to overcomplicate things and overthink things and trying to do too much
8: because, you mm. know, it's
7: good to have a in-depth, you know, a playbook and signal callers and everything like that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to fundamentals and knowing the basics. And when you're down, when you're the Saints and you really don't have a true number one wide receiver, you know that they're going to go to their favorite weapon and their best weapon, and that's clearly Alvin Kamara. There's nobody else that you could possibly make an argument for right now that's the number one weapon on that team besides him. If you say anybody else, you're nuts. So coming into the game, when we talked about it a couple days before the game even started, I said to you on the show, if we can just limit Taysom Hill from running the ball and just really make sure we have Alvin Kamara covered in the middle of the field where he's going to want to dump it off to him, We're going to be set up for success. And I knew, I mean, I could literally count on one hand almost how many different forms of play they would run. They would either run just a handoff, a Taysom Hill quarterback draw, a dump-off pass to Alvin Kamara just right in the middle of the field when we forget that the middle of the field exists, or they would run slant or maybe like a play-action boot and then dump it off to the tight end on the right side. That's all they ran. And... We couldn't stop it, and they outplayed us. They outperformed. They they outcoached us. They did everything Man. better than we did, and so, yep. you know, we came into the game. I don't know how we didn't expect Alvin Kamara to get the ball 35-plus times. It was obvious that that's the guy they want to go to, but, you know, until we can get back to doing the basics properly – I don't see us winning many games because at the end of the day, the better teams are the ones who have mastered the basics of the game. That, that That's in any sport. That's not just football. The teams that know what to yeah. do in the simple plays win the game. And so that's what
0: happens
1: yeah. here too. Yeah. I mean, you're talking facts right there, Jacob. Listen, man, Ashton Davis, what is your assessment of him at this point, bro? <sighs> uh,
7: you know. Just, I hope that's something up right that oh, God. you know, you know when glad. when you can't think of words to describe a young player like that in the first ten seconds of being asked a question, <laughs> that tells you something's else. And yeah. you know we need new safeties immediately. I get that we signed with yeah. Marcus Joyner and he got hurt, but like for a third round pick who is hyped up to be an insanely athletic player, which he is, I'll give him that, he's definitely an athletic player who gets hard, but you know. If that's all you're there to do, then you're not really playing safety. So Mm
0: -hmm.
7: that's probably, in my opinion, outside of maybe a right guard or a center, our biggest need on the team is a safety, without a doubt. And then Marcus May going down, obviously hurt too. I disagree with that. I do
1: hear what you're saying, Jacob. And, again, you know, we'll, we'll keep getting to the callers again. 917, I'll be coming to you soon. But I hear what you're saying, but I disagree with that take, Jacob. I, I think – and I know that there's a lot of people talking about – I forgot the kid's name from Notre Dame, the safety that's there. Kyle Hamilton. 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 Yeah, yeah, Hamilton. This, listen, the kid's phenomenal. That's great. I do not think that we have the luxury of taking a safety high in the first round. Not when we have issues on our offensive line, on the front – But I think another thing that people are also forgetting, and I want to hear your take on this, Jacob, as we go back and forth, we need pass rushers, man. I think the biggest issue with this defense and why people carve us up constantly is because we have no pass rush. We paid, uh, you know, John Franklin Myers and all respect to him. Is he really doing much of anything out there? We're expecting Carl Lawson to come back off a torn Achilles next season and just do what, immediately give us 16 sacks? He's coming off of a torn Achilles. He's going to have to work himself back into, you know, for the football grind. And, again, with the New York Jets' luck as a franchise, can we really trust or can we really depend on a guy coming off of a torn Achilles that's really trying to – that's still, you know, trying to work himself to within the defense as well to then come and give us all those things, knowing our luck? No. I think we need to focus on the trenches. We need to get a center, and that center from Iowa, I've heard he can play guard as well from a lot of scouts. We need to to figure that out up front, right, to help Zach Wilson, not only help him, but also help our running game. We have not had a 100-yard rusher all year, and we also need to focus on the pass rush. Go ahead and give me your thoughts on that, Jacob, really quickly.
7: No, I really agree with you, and I'm of the Mm -hmm. mindset just like you that safety is not a premium position, But when it comes to our team and our situation, I mean, our safeties are just, there's bad, there's really bad, and then there's horrible. And it Mm. seems like we're almost (laughs) under the horrible section. And to me, in my opinion, I'm like totally on your side on this one. There's very few positions Mm -hmm. that you pay premium money for. You pay premium money for a quarterback, top wide receiver, one, maybe two offensive linemen a pass rusher and a corner. Those are the only, and then maybe a middle linebacker if they're really, really good. And that's it. Everything mm-hmm. else you can get away with solid players. Um, and yeah. I'd be fine with us taking a safety round two, three, four, like if Hutchinson or Thibodeau is there and Kyle Hamilton's there, take the pass rusher yeah. 100%. But I just yeah. think the free agency is where you fill the needs of your team, and the draft is where you get the wants and the best players mm-hmm. available. And so if Kyle yeah. Hamilton is the best player available there and there's not really a pass rusher who stands out or a center or a guard who stands out, you take the best player, player available because especially when it's a guy like him who's a hybrid player who can make plays all over the place, we've seen guys like Micah Parsons who people didn't know, is he a pass rusher? Is he a linebacker? Is he going to play safety? What is he going to do? You see the impact that yeah. he's having on the Cowboys this year. And so we need players who are playmakers guys who are going to impact the game more than anybody else and if that's what we know he's capable of doing then we take him but if we know a pass rusher yeah. that's on the board is capable of that as well you take the pass rusher because that's the more important position without a doubt
0: yeah
1: absolutely and again we'll we'll continue to talk about the draft as it comes this is a year round radio show for anyone that's new so, so our, we'll definitely so we'll we'll be our talking about time of the year no, no 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 listen Jacob yeah no listen Jacob it's it's all about You know, look where we're at, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Let's be serious, you know what I'm saying? We'll we'll discuss that more as it comes, but I love your takes, and I love hearing about your thoughts. So my final question before I let you go, Jacob, give me your thoughts on the Jets matchup with the Dolphins. Are you concerned about the Dolphins attacking our secondary with Waddle and Devontae Parker?
7: Yeah, hey, man, I I mean, I could talk about this stuff all day. I just love talking about sports, and I can go back and forth with anybody all day. I love it, Um, but (laughs) – yeah. I think Jalen Waddle's is definitely going to be a big concern for us. He's been, yeah. you know, tearing it up, it seems like. He's really their only reliable receiver. And so, once again, knowing what just happened against the Saints, that they have one guy who they want to go to all the time because it's really the only guy, you know, maybe they can trust Devontae Parker a little bit. But outside of him, Jalen Waddle is the main guy that they trust, especially with Tua and Jalen Waddle being teammates at Alabama. We know that he's going to want to go to him when, you know, the, the game matters and it's on third down critical times in the game. They're going to want to go to him. So we need to emphasize shutting him down. Whatever team it is, especially when it's a weaker team, in my opinion, like the Dolphins, I don't think they're that good of a team. And they have one really reliable guy you need to take that guy away, especially when it's a young, inconsistent quarterback like I think Tua is. You have to take away their main guy and make them uncomfortable. And teams have done a great job of doing that against us, which is why we've lost a lot of those games, and we haven't been doing them to them. And so we need to take away Jalen Waddell, and I think if we can take him away, which I know is not an easy task. It's easier said than done for sure. But if we can take him away and make Tua throw to other guys, I think that'll really give us a good chance to win.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll
7: tell you what,
1: we got to look out for him and Gusecki as well. So before I let you go, Jacob, give me your final score prediction. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think this game ends up?
7: Yeah, you know, I'm feeling good today. I'll stay optimistic. I'll give us a, you know, <laughs> a low scoring 17-14 one. 17-14 Jets, okay.
1: Listen, Jacob, i got to get back to these lines, man. You have yourself a good night, and listen, next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, man. You know I love going back and forth with you. you got some great takes, my friend. Absolutely, absolutely. Have a good night, Joe. All right, you have a good one. Listen, we're going to continue to these lines. Again, 515 Five one five six zero two nine six three nine 515 is the number. Call in. Again, when you call in, please be patient. We'll get to everybody on the lines. Also, make sure your background is clear. Okay, if you're listening to me, turn me down or mute me so I can't hear. You know what I'm saying myself, no noise in your background. I need to be able to be clear and hear you. Make sure your phone is in good order. All right, don't call me from the bottom of a muffler. Okay, don't do that. I need to be able to hear you. I need to be able to hear what you're saying so I can hear, so my audience and I can hear you as well. Please do not call me from an old Sega. All right, put that Sega away. Call me from a phone, all right? So next, we're going to 917-917. I'm coming directly to you. 917, give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts on this loss to the Jets, to the Saints, man, 30-9. How are you feeling about it?
8: How are you doing? This is Clay. How are you doing, Joe?
1: I'm all right, Greg. It's good to hear from you, my friend. You're a new caller. How are you doing today? Give me your thoughts about this 30-9 loss, man. How are you feeling about it?
8: i got to tell you, I'm not a Jets fan, I'm a Cowboys fan, but I've been watching you guys this year because I've been excited. I wanted to see what you guys mm. can do because you're getting a new quarterback and all that stuff. <clears throat> but i got to mm. say, I don't think Zach has NFL quarterback talent yet. He's got mm. college quarterback talent, but he doesn't have NFL quarterback talent. And okay. I think the Jets fans, you guys, you look at him as your future, your franchise quarterback. Instead of looking Mm. at him like, I need you to prove that you can get this starting job. I need you to prove that you can be our franchise quarterback. And if you can see him that way, a lot of fans won't be disappointed. Automatically, Mm. you guys have him held high. And that's the problem I see from all the fans. Mm. What's your take on that? Yeah, well, here's the
1: deal. And, again, I want to thank you for calling in, Greg. And, you know, I have – I love the fact that, again, we have fans from all fan bases calling in. I look at it like this. We took the kid high in the draft. We were coming off of, you know, uh, Sam Darnold. A lot of people wanted to move on from him. I think it's a little early to know what he is and what he isn't. Um, at this point, we see that there's talent. There has been flashes this year. That game against the Titans, Flashes where we saw whoa! This that's, kid has great arm strength. He can get outside of the pocket. He can make plays. He can do all these things. It's just putting it all together. Now, again, I think with a lot of the success, early success that we've seen from other quarterbacks, you know, that have been drafted in past drafts and in more recent drafts. Excuse me, the immediate start and then the immediately immediate impact from Mahomes to Jackson to even Deshaun Watson, who came in and was able to do some things. I think has spoiled. The NFL fan a bit because there was a time in the NFL where you had to sit down for a bit and really learn the game from the bench, and then you were put in. So when you look yeah, at some you of the things that Zach is Zach. struggling with, it's rookie stuff. He's missing throws. You can't here, he's, missing Zach. Throws there. he's missing guys all around. Look, I'm not comparing Zach Wilson to those. No, guys. I was
8: going to say a, second, they, a lot not of fans they look at a quarterbacks. Hold on a second, Greg. Not
1: every, not every quarterback, not every quarterback is going to be able to come in and immediately give you you know, that type of production. So I think that once he, once he is able to kind of put those things together, that's when I think we'll be able to tell what he is. I think it's just a little bit too early to say what he is and what he isn't at this point, Greg. Give me your thoughts about that.
8: No, I agree. Usually I like to give someone three years. And so the way I look mm-hmm. at rookies, when they come in, I said, you're a zero. And on a scale, you either go to the right, being good, very good, to great, or you go mm-hmm. to the left being fair, poor, or very poor. Right now, Mm -hmm. Zach started on zero, and now he's going towards fair and poor. He's in that range right now, the way he's playing. But he's got two more years left to see if he can grow from there. The problem is, he came in where everyone put him at a high pedestal. You compare him to other quarterbacks. You can't compare him to other quarterbacks. You can only compare him to Zach. Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence playing bad or good does not magically make Zach play better. Maybe Trevor is terrible too. And and so people are like, well, Trevor's playing bad and this guy's playing bad and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. That doesn't make Zach play better. That doesn't make the Jets win games. All we care about is Zach, is he going to play better? That is all I care about. The Jets organization put a help one aside. We are looking for a franchise quarterback. Zach is an employee of the Jets. He says, I want to take on that position. Sure, come on in. Audition for us. Show me, show us fans that you can be our franchise quarterback. He has not shown that as of right now. Everyone will say, Zach had a bad game, but. Or Zach had a bad game and excuses. No, just own it. Understand he had a bad game. That's it. He needs to show us, don't give the budget, yeah. don't give the excuses and own it. And that's it.
1: I mean, you're talking facts there. listen, I've, I've talked to many Jets fans and I've said the you know, I know a lot of people are talking about fields and Lawrence's struggles and all those things. And I say, Hey, those guys struggles, wherever they're at, has nothing to do with us. He still needs to step in here and make the plays the same way that, you know, a lot of people are down on Baker Mayfield. Now, Josh Rosen, you know, didn't turn out to be the guy that a lot of people thought he was going to be. But what did that have to do with Sam Donald not being able to work out here? So I, I, I've, I've said some of those same things to Jets fans as well. But, again, I think a, a lot of the fanfare and a lot of the hype came from how high we we went and we drafted him. You know, what we were expecting to get it is, listen, we're, we're a team that has not won much. We're really trying to find our way. We've been looking for a quarterback for I don't know how long now, since since the 60s. Honestly, probably since, you know, Chad Pennington, honestly, was the last guy that we had. So I think a lot of fans are really attached to this kid working out and, and making sure that he gets, you know, good here. Every, every Jets fan wants to see that. So that's where I think you'll see a lot of that stuff from Collin. But, again, when you look at the New York Jets, I want to get this, this uh, question to you, Greg, because you're really bringing a lot of insight. You talk about Zach Wilson and his struggles. What are your thoughts about our coaching staff? Do you think that there's something
8: that they could do to kind of help him along a little bit? It's funny, when everyone's coming down the floor and they thought his offensive game plan wasn't working, I was saying to myself, Mm -hmm. I wonder if they put a different quarterback in, would their game plan work? And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. Mike White came in and all the other two quarterbacks, Flacco and that, and it worked. Mm -hmm. And then it told me, I guess it's Zach. He's not getting it Mm -hmm. right now. And Mm -hmm. so I think is doing a great job. As for your defense What I do like, what your coaches are doing that most of the fans don't like, you're throwing everyone in there, and you're finding out who can play for you and who cannot. And you're saying, Mm -hmm. next year you're going to be my starter. Next year you're gone. Next year you'll be my backup. I like that. I like what you guys are doing on that part. So you're building around that because you're not a playoff team, so that's going to be good. So you'll find your core guys. You'll add more with the draft, and hopefully you do some with free agency. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's been some
1: injuries. Again, Michael Carter II has been out. Hopefully he's going to come back. So that's really, you know, moved guys around as well. Marcus May being out, we've seen Ashton Davis. He doesn't look like a guy that's going to be around much longer. You know what I'm saying,
0: Greg? But, you know,
1: I mean, you've seen his tackling, Greg. You watch the team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's insane the way he's been getting bolted around. If he doesn't step up, he's probably gonna going to be gone. At least you going to
8: know what you have. Yeah, yeah.
1: So before I let you go Greg, it's again it's been great speaking with you. Can you get a score prediction out of you? Who do you think is going to win? Dolphins Jets, who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think the game's going to end up, man?
8: I think um Dolphins will win 27 to uh 6. 6 to 7. Oh.
0: 27.
1: Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think um
8: I don't Everything think the was team, going so- I don't think the go team feels confident with um I don't think the team feels confident with Zach right now playing. And mm. the Mims thing, really quickly. Yeah, do you ahead. ever think Mims is maybe doing what he's doing because he wants to get kicked off the team because he's upset that he wasn't starting? Uh,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't that's think just that, a that's the take I have. Out. Yeah, I, I don't Because he I don't wasn't like that
8: last season. That's why I say that. Yeah, but
1: there's there's been a lot of a lot of challenges for him coming into this season. Um, he's had he had that I think it was food poisoning before, so he missed some time, and then there were some other issues. I don't think he's trying to get kicked off the team. I think he's struggling. I think some of it is not having enough time out of it out there, and I think some of it is maybe his, just his frustration within the offense not being utilized. But I don't think he's trying to get off the team. I think he's just trying to find his way. And for whatever reason, the coaching staff there's a, there's been a lot of talk about possibly him not really fitting. You know, with the offensive scheme, there's a lot of talk about a lot of things. But I'm hoping that somehow, some way, they're going to be able to utilize him because that guy has unbelievable talent. And we saw it in Adam Gaze's offense, of all offenses, that he was able to put some things together. But, man, we've got to get something going with him going forward because, again, if he doesn't step up and get better, then he he might be gone as well. We'll see what what happens going forward with him. But, listen, Greg, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, man. You have some good takes. All right, you have yourself a good night, Greg. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Mickey. Mickey, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, Mickey. Listen, man, 30 to 0. Saints absolutely destroyed us. Give me your thoughts on Zach Wilson to this point, man. What are your thoughts about him and how he's handling the ball, man. What do you thought? What are your thoughts about his
6: accuracy issues? Well, I'm not the kind of person that likes to gloat or you know bask in the glory of being right about something. Um, totally. But I think this is an opportunity for me to do exactly that. Um, I said before the season started, like right after the draft, that the Jets truly needed a veteran quarterback on our draft just so if Zach isn't ready for prime time, we at least have some guy that knows how to play the position with any kind of success. Um, We let Joe Flacco go. Um, Then we had um, David White, I think his name is David White. Mm -hmm. Um, And some other guy I went to high school with or whatever. And they were just like, Hey, we have to start. We have to start Zach because the fan base wants it. You know, we don't really have any other options. And I personally feel like Zach's just not ready to be a quarterback just yet. I think he kind of needed a year, maybe two behind someone else, like a bridge quarterback. Um, And I think him not having Flacco up until whatever week we traded a draft pick to get him back kind of shows in his, you know, um, his accuracy, accuracy problems. I mean, I'm not really looking into a lot of that stuff because when a quarterback goes from college, especially BYU into the NFL, it's never going to be a smooth transition. Some of that stuff he's just going to have to learn by playing the game of football or whatever. But I definitely feel like, and especially how horrible our team was, that he needed he really needed time just to hold the clipboard and kind of get a feel before he's like everything is put on his shoulders. I mean, I saw do yeah. it with that, uh, Sam, I saw, uh, well, kind of Gino, I guess, um, kind, uh, kind of Mark Sanchez. Well, Mark Sanchez had uh, Brunel, but I don't know. I just felt like Zach wasn't really given too many tools to really do any better than he's really doing right now. Um, I don't think he's playing great, but right. I don't think he's
1: entirely involved. Well, when you say not, not giving enough tools, I, I think that Zach was given tools. I mean, there were some issues with our offensive line, and again, we'll continue to repair that, especially with Beckman going down, uh, which was crazy, watching Greg Van Roten get thrown into him. Goodness gracious, I can't wait till we move on from that guy. But outside of that – Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I don't mean to I'm cut be-
6: you off. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean in the sense of like – I didn't mean in a sense like the entire offense. I just meant as far as having a veteran quarterback that he could talk to in that sense. I don't mean like in general that he was supported. My apologies. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, even without the veteran guys, I mean, again, we saw Mike White step in and it seemed like the offensive line or it seemed like the (laughs) offense really started clicking. Mike White was the first. Mike <laughs> was the first guy to score in the first quarter. You know, it, it, It's insane. So, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but, again, when you take a guy second overall, like we took Zach, you know, the pressure to start him was immediate. You know, we all were looking for the guy to move on, That's and true. I think Jeff's been unanimous wanted to do that. So, But I, I, do, I do hear your point, but, again, when you take a quarterback that high in today's NFL, he's going to come in and he's going to start. Now, again, I think a lot of things that we're seeing – And this is what I preached to a lot of Jets fans early when they were screaming, move on from Sam, move on from Sam, move on from Sam. I said, okay, listen, I hear you. I'm not going to fight with you, but guess what? If you think it's going to be sweet with this kid starting, if you think he's going to step in and immediately be Aaron Rodgers off the bat, I got some news for you. And I think that a lot of Jets fans are starting to see that. Now, again, there are some alarming things. I'm not going to lie about that. I want to be very clear. I'm not calling him a bust. I'm not doing that. But there are some alarming things when you're not seeing this kid be able to hit wide open guys, you know, coming out of the flats, dump off, easy five-yard throws, stuff like that, that stuff is alarming. He's got to clean those things up, especially with his mechanics. But the accuracy stuff is alarming. I will say that, all right? But
0: Absolutely. if he can
1: get that together, you know, I think we'll be able to be all right. But he's got to get that together. And, again, I think a lot of this is just learning. He's a young kid. He's a rookie, especially, again, coming off that PCL. And I that's why I keep talking about building up this offensive line He's talked about the stability of that knee. You know, it's kind of, it's a little shaky. He's talked about that ever since he came back. Ever since he came back, it's a little shaky. So we'll see what happens there. I'm hoping to really see him get it going. But, Mickey, I want to talk to you about Elijah Moore. What are your thoughts about him going on the IR, man, and the impact that it had in New York Jets wide receiving core?
6: Um, It hurts. Like, um, I know the last guy was just talking about Mims, but um, I'm Mm. kind of one of those people that, like, I'll I'll start with Mems but I'll get back. That like I feel like if the coaches were seeing something that they could translate into the game that Nimm's would be a little mm-hmm. bit of more he would be a more part of the offense. With Elijah Moore, I feel yeah. like he's hit the ground smoking. You know, the kind of the kind of playing ability we kinda of wanted out of Zach. You're getting it out of Elijah, he's a ball hawk. He you know, he, he, he can play the position. I think it's definitely mm-hmm. a, a kind of a blow to the team that's like, you know, they're looking for inspiration everywhere, and you have like this young kid who's coming in here, bringing excitement to the franchise. Uh, one of the few players that won't get completely buried in the comments when the Jets' social media team posts about him, he goes on IR. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting how Lafleur um, kind of um, compensates for Elijah being out. But I definitely think it's a it's a huge hit for the team.
0: Yeah,
1: it
6: is, man. It's an absolute
1: big hit. Now, I want to talk to you about another big hit or lack of big hits that we're seeing, and it's on defense. Boy, oh boy, has there been some stinkers. Again, we give up another 100-yard rusher again with Alvin Kamara having 120 yards against us and a touchdown. And my favorite safety and your favorite safety, Ashton Davis being completely trucked in this game. What are your thoughts and assessments of Ashton Davis at this point? Is he a guy that you are willing – to go into the future with or are you looking at marcus may right now and saying he might be a must resign
6: uh just to um bring it back to what i originally said before about you know gloating about being right i'm going to take a little bit of humble pie with this one um because you know i talk <laughs> i'm being serious i you know i talk a lot of trash when i call into your your um your show and everything and you know it's a weird perception of myself, but I suited up to play defense against the saints uh, last <laughs> game. I was on the field and I was having a lot of trouble out there. Um, they wanted me to tackle guys. Um, it, it's it's different from playing matting in your house to actually having to wrestle a human being mm-hmm. that's a hundred pounds, uh, a human being that's over a hundred pounds stronger than you, you know, just like, wow, he's really running towards me. It's not, Two-hand touch. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's scary playing defense. And just me just thinking about how scared I was, you know, 160 pounds soaking wet with rocks in my pockets, playing against grown men, seeing the ball go everywhere, and just being scared. You know, I can't accurately, you know, say that our defense is playing bad because it's, it's scary playing defense in the NFL. You never know what's going <laughs> to happen. You don't know if some guys just got to take the football and just run over your field. You can't stop them. I asked him several times, I'm like, hey man, you're making this look bad. He's just like, not run the ball so effectively. He's like, I got you, Mickey. Don't worry about it. And then he ran around the middle again. I'm like, hey man, come on, bro. It. It's tough. So I can't accurately, you know, throw Ash under the under the bus because I'm like, hey dude, I'm scared. Can you do my job and your job too? And he's like, oh well, you know, I'll you know, I'll do what I can, you know. So. Honestly, Destination, I apologize. You know, I tried my best. You know, I thought that if I suited up, you know, I just went out there. I could change something, but obviously, you know, it didn't work out. So, humble pie.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mickey is crazy. Listen, Mickey, before I let you go, man, my final question for you is, give me your thoughts about this Dolphins game. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think the final score is, man?
6: Listen, I always think the Jets are going to win because I'm an optimist. I always do. Um, I thought we were going to beat the Bengals like 30 weeks ago and we did and it was one of the best Sundays of my entire life. I don't know why. So I think we're going to beat the Dolphins. I think it's going to be mm. something like 21-17 Jets. Um, okay. any given Sunday man. Any given Sunday, you got to believe. You got to have some faith, you know. Okay,
0: 21-17 Jets. <laughs>
1: Listen, Mickey, I got to get back to these lines, man. You have yourself a good night. Come out of I want to man. I love your jokes, bro. <laughs> All right, man. Stay safe. Talk to you later, man. All right. You have a good one. Listen, Mickey calling in. We'll keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515 is the number. Call in. Again, for those of you that are watching, please subscribe if you have not subscribed. Hit that notification bell as well. And please give the stream a thumbs up and share it with your friends and family if you could always greatly appreciated when you do that if you like to give to the platform the super chat is up there if you don't want to hit me in a super chat you just want to hit me in the cash app some people like to do that my cash app's there as well you know anything you give to this platform again is greatly appreciated and again everyone mark v lee toy drive please get involved in way you can it's all over my link tree go on my link tree that would be the first link you see click on it give whatever you can to the toy drive you can also go to a jersey city fire department and give a toy to you know them to give to a child it's all about sending a smile to a kid's face so we're going to keep getting into these lines again 515-602-9639 515 is number call in we are taking callers next i'm going to my guy steve Gs will come to you in a second chris as well hold on we're going to steve man we need to talk to steve because steve has cakes and i cannot wait to get to him salutes to you steve i want to thank you for calling in tonight See, we just got beat by the Saints 30-0, to man. What are your thoughts about this defense? Well, first off, Joe, it was 30-9. to How are you doing? Oh, to 9 excuse me. I, I'm, yeah, I'm still in the daze. Me and Ashton Davis, we're all over the place. I'm all right. <laughs> Go ahead. 30-9. Give me your thoughts about this defense, man.
2: Well, first off, Joe, thank you again for having me on the show tonight. So, this is the thing about the game. You know, I thought in the first half of the game, the Jets actually played pretty not bad in the first half. I mean, they were only down 10-6 at halftime. But the thing – but but no, but, Joe, uh, just before I continue talking about this game, I do agree Ashton Davis needs to be benched. I don't understand why they're letting him still play out there. I honestly think yeah. he is the worst the player we have on this team right now. He he can't cover. He can't freaking tackle. The guy can't do anything. I mean, honestly, I think I think I think his, his his he's gonna be on the line going into next season. But going back to the game anyway, it's just so we lose to the Saints thirty to nine. And like I said in the first half, I thought we played pretty decent, but then in the second half we had some ups and downs. Unfortunately, it was just. What happened was we knew that going into this game that the Saints were going to run with the ball because the Saints, you know, because they, they were going to run the ball off because they don't really have receivers. They don't really have a tight end. And um, the, the biggest weapon was Alvin Kamara. And Kamara, unfortunately, ran the ball on the ground really well. And, and unfortunately, that was one of the key things of the game, stopping the Saints' run. And unfortunately, we didn't do that. Um, the offensive side of the ball listen, Zach Wilson, I thought was, eh, you know, he had some good moments, didn't have some good moments in the game, uh, you know, cause there were times where his accuracy still continues to be off, but Wilson at times, you know, as I was saying, he was playing like a rookie in that game, you know, and you know, he, and I know he said after the game, that there were some things, you know, that he wants to get better at, you know, and he admitted that he made a lot of bad throws. But I'm going to tell you one last thing, Joe, before I let yeah, you talk but hold, again. That-
1: yeah, yeah, but hold on a second, Steve. I hear what you're saying. but and uh, To me, uh, I understand the end. Eh, but the accuracy issues, missing guys wide open, watching him go out there and not be able to complete five-yard dump-offs, that's insane. And, again, we've seen this. Since he's come back, he's, he's had struggles. We saw it in the first game back where he was – it was high balls to guys. He couldn't – the same thing, missing guys wide open. When Elijah Moore was playing, he missed him wide open coming across the middle. There's a lot of accuracy issues there. And it's just – I'm not – again, I'm not saying he's a bust. I'm not throwing away. I'm just saying this stuff is starting to get a, concerning. I will say that the accuracy issues are concerning. Go ahead, Steve.
2: Yeah. But then, but then the other thing I was going to say, Joe, let me just tell you something. Towards the end of the first half, we had a chance to get a touchdown before halftime. We had a chance yeah. to get a touchdown before halftime. But unfortunately, Denzel Mims ruined everything on that drive. Woo. Mims is the yes, reason sir. why and and you know and and let me tell you something. Robert Sala and the coaching staff did the right decision by benching him in the second half. He deserved to be benched in the second half. And honestly, Joe, I think Denzel Min's time is running out here in New York for us. You know, I remember back from draft night in 2020 and round number two when Denzel was picked in the second round by us, and I was excited that we got him. But honestly, mm-hmm. he I just think he doesn't fit into this new system now, because he was more accurate in the system last year. But this year's system, he's just not fitting into. The other thing is, mm-hmm. I'll do is before I let you talk, you know, the yeah. only two players, the only two players that I felt that did play the best in this game on Sunday was Eddie Pinheiro, who was our kicker yep. for, for that game, and he was three for three because he yep. was the one that got us all of our points, and Braxton Barry. I thought Braxton Barrios played one of his best games of the season with us. And and he has been playing well the last couple of weeks. So, all right, Joe, I'll let you go ahead.
1: No, yeah. I mean, you're speaking the truth there. I mean, you look at the – like I said, the only good thing that really kind of came out of the game for the Jets was it seems like Eddie Pinero, you know, it seems like he can be a guy that we can move forward with. Again, we'll see because we've trusted kickers before and we've seen what happened with us, but – being able to hit two from 36, one from 46, I like that. And, uh, you know, guys are flying around out there. Berrios continues to make plays. But, again, when Berrios is, you know, your best wide receiver, you got some issues. But, again, we, Elijah Moore being on IR I think hurts us. Corey Davis being on IR. Now, I wanted to speak with you about that, Steve, because before this game started, you know, I think it was like the night before or maybe the day before, we got the word that I, uh, that Elijah Moore was on IR can you speak to how that affects the offense and how that hits the wide receiving
3: core?
2: It hurt us, Joe. It absolutely mm. hurt us. And I looked up as Elijah Moore does uh, almost every week. He always talks to God every week, and I said to God, "Why do? Why do we? Why does everything? Everything have to be so hurtful to the Jets? Like why can't the Jets never have anything nice? Why? Like." Like, I I, I don't get it, Joe. Nothing happens nice with the Jets. We can't get nice things. Honestly, it was just once when Elijah Moore Moore went on IR, I was devastated. I mean, I know he wants to come back to play for the last two games of the year. Because remember, we're not going to have him for the game against the Dolphins this Sunday. And we're not going to have him next week for Jacksonville. Because remember the rule yeah. is in the NFL when you go on the on a short-term IR you have to be out for three weeks and that's it. But you know, yeah. but the thing is, it, it's just Joe. The Jets just this year have never gotten a nice thing. Whether it comes to games when the referees, when the referees, you know, when the referees make bad plays against us, off of the off of the yeah. time too, even before the season began when Carl Lawson went out. When, when, like like we get piled up with these injuries. And the injuries yes. hurt. It, it just yeah. hurts. That's unfortunately, Joe. We just can't have nice things. Period. That's yeah. it. If if, yeah. if 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 God wants to give nice things, he's gonna give it to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. End of the story. <laughs>
1: Listen, that's Steve says the God's a Buccaneers fan. That's that's what Steve said. I didn't say that. But,
4: <laughs> listen, I,
1: you know, Steve, it, it has been rough. It's been rough being a Jets fan. These injuries have stacked up told, up, told up on us. But, you know, hopefully we'll be able to clear things up soon. We got a draft coming. We got free agency coming. I want to see guys get back into the fold, but it kind of is what it is there. So my next question for you, Steve, and my final question for you is, you look at this upcoming game against the Dolphins, man. How concerned are you about Gasecki completely ripping up this Jets defense, man? How concerned are you about that?
2: You know, listen, you know, th- this is the thing now going into this week because we're playing Miami. Miami is coming off of a bye. They didn't play last week. And, you know, it is, it is a divisional game, and divisional games are always very, very close games. The thing, the thing is, Joe, about going into this game is here's one thing, though, obviously, you know, the Dolphins right now are dealing with, you know, of what's going on in the world, as you say, and one of the reasons why we wear masks because they're dealing with, you know, of what's gonna happening in the world. Girls, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it, because, Joe, I respect your words. But, you know. Thank you. But the thing is, though, Joe, the, the Dolphins just, you know, they're going to be they're going to be fresh and they're fighting for a playoff spot. I mean, it would be nice but the good news is we also are getting healthier back because both Michael Carters are coming back this week, Tyler Croft is coming back this week, Bryce Huff is coming back this week. Um, I yep. think there's someone else coming back this uh, Coleman. Coleman is Kevin coming Coleman, back this yeah. week so hopefully hopefully yep. you know it will help us out. But the thing is Joe Mike is is one player I'm worried about um, Tua. You know, depending on how he does coming off of the bye. Um, other things that I'm even worried about too was the Dolphins' defense. Listen, their defense. If you if you remember the last game, I mean, I mean, even though Elijah Moore lit them up in the last game, that defense is a good defense that the Dolphins have. The Dolphins. Yep. Listen, I hate the Dolphins just like you do, and they're a good team. I'm hoping that we can ruin their playoff chances this Sunday because right now they are fighting for a playoff spot. But we'll see what happens this Sunday. It's any given Sunday. It is.
1: So before I let you go, Steve, you had a great call, man, a lot of great takes. Give me your final score prediction. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think this game ends up?
2: You know something, Joe? Listen, I do want us to beat the Dolphins. I really, really, Mm -hmm. really do. It's just a joke. because Miami is coming back from a bye and because they're going to be very fresh coming back, Joe, unfortunately, as much as I don't like to do this, I have to give the edge to the Dolphins in this game. I'm going to have to give mm. the Dolphins to win by the final score of 23-10. 23-10. Oh, <laughs> Listen, Joe, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, man.
1: Yeah. It is what it is, man. Listen, Steve, I want to thank you for calling in. You had a lot of great takes tonight. You have yourself a good night, all right?
2: All right, good night, Joe. Bye-bye. All right,
1: you have a good one. Listen, Steve calling in with takes, okay? And, again, we're going to continue to go on to lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Please give the stream a thumbs up wherever you're watching me from. Also, subscribe to the stream if you're on YouTube. Hit that notification bell so that when I post content, you folks will be in the know. It's tough, man. It's tough being a Jets fan. But we are getting healthy going into this Dolphins game, as Steve said as well. We're getting both of the Michael Carters back, one of them being our playmaker running back, the other being a guy that's made plays as well at corner. So that will help our secondary a little bit. We're getting Bryce Huff back. Hopefully he can do something as far as the pass rush because we were looking for him to do something. Tevin Coleman is coming back as well, and Tyler Cross. We'll see what that ha- what happens with that going forward, but we're going to continue to cover the game again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. We'll get to everybody. I'm going to my guy Venom G's. Okay, if you need to take call Venom G's, he's going to give you a hot take. Salutes to you, Venom. <laughs> I want to thank you for calling in. But going before on? we no. get to the hold on a second, Venom. For those of you that don't know, Venom.
5: He's a
0: savage.
5: He's a savage. Venom is a savage.
1: If you want to play around with Venom, don't. All right? Play with something safe. Keep <laughs> the Salute to your Venom. 30 to 9, we lose to the Saints. Zach Wilson, Wally, and Akron. Give me your Disgusting. thoughts about the offense. Give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson. Take it away. Yo, Joe, both
5: uh, were in the trash? Both of them, man. God, Yo, yo, Joe. I'm, I'm, I'm sick. Of everybody trying to save this kid, man. I'm sick. Of everybody oh. trying to save this kid. They came. Mm-hmm. He came here and said he played football his entire life since six years old. Mm-hmm. I could make them throws to the far right and far left and even throw, mm-hmm. you, you can't you can't save this kid if you've been playing through Pop Warner high school mm-hmm. college now you're in the NFL those plays are so I could understand you going deep but these short routes you should be able to hit my man like, yo damn you can't hit the running yeah. back with a dump off you can't hit a curl route or or come out around of on off to the sideline. You can't hear five. I, this 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 is just ridiculous. <laughs> like he looks trash, and they should even fire the assistant that they got to help him. What the hell is he doing out there? God, you you got to get him the hell out of there, man. You you got to go back to Utah, homeboy, because you know what you showing him ain't working. You no, know, God. <laughs> God, Joe, yeah. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying. I'm trying. Please don't curse with him. I feel like man. it's
2: right there. Please don't curse.
5: Listen, no, to I, I I just tell you frustrations. I feel like it's right there. I want to drop the, the bomb. No, and I'm, I'm tired <laughs> of people. They they tried to say Sam Donald was this. He wasn't this bad. <laughs> At least he could complete passes, dump all. Man, we I, I, I don't even want to go there. We were both wanting to keep Sam trained, you know, but yeah. we got to deal with Zach now. Yeah. See, see we'll look you happy him now, out. guys? You happy? <laughs> <laughs> What's a of, uh, first off, uh, again, I want to thank you for calling in.
1: You know what I'm saying? I understand the frustration. Look, the, the, yeah,
0: yeah, the accuracy
1: man. issues are concerning. Him not being able to hit guys. 2 3 yards away that are wide open 4 yards away that are wide look open a, is concerning
5: look at the pass about he <laughs> exactly the, the the, there
1: was, passes, was, was yeah there,
5: there and was And you know, this, this, yeah. this, yeah, this, this is all yeah this is last week this isn't yeah this is all yeah all yeah this is all year since the season started it seems like he just can't hit those routes anymore i don't know what's no. going on but <laughs> since the season started Oh, this office is trash. The Eliminate, take out Corey Davis and Elijah. <laughs> Denzel. Adios. <laughs> Don't let the doorknob hit you with a good Lord split you. <laughs> him. Oh my goodness. And and I'm yeah. I'm sad I'm sad to see him go. I'm I'm sad to see him yeah. go. But Yeah. But they no, they Denzel, they getting you out of here, Playboy.
1: Yeah, when you so when you look at Denzel Mims, and it's great that you because that's where I wanted to go next. First off, I, you know I, I want to talk about what when you look at him. What do you think is the deal? Why do you think you know we're seeing these issues with him? Do you think it's the way the coaching staff is handling him? Do you think he's trying to of do course. too much on these plays? Do you think he just doesn't know? The, what what is, what is the issue, man?
5: You know, Joe, it's just like when we had Robbie Anderson, our leading receiver. We know he was only. Go just in a deep route. Just go in a deep route. We know you know what he is, and you don't put him in a slide. You don't try to convert him into other things. If Mims is a big body receiver, have him go on a slant, jump up over a smaller cornerback. Why do you have him doing running these routes like he's the size of Elijah? You can't mm-hmm. go like Brandon Marshall. You use him like Brandon Marshall. You use him like one of these big targets. Don't use him like like he's. Five ten, five eleven, and they yeah. putting him in the wrong positions, Joe. They putting him in the wrong. They giving him they 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 giving him a Sam deal. <laughs> they just making this test <laughs> too hard for him.
0: <laughs>
1: so
5: do you do you think? Because yeah. there's a lot of Jets fans.
1: We talked to you tonight, Venom, and they think mm-hmm. that this is it. Do you think after the year that we probably move on from him? I don't. I know it's a little early, but I know that is that the feeling no, I, that you have. I,
5: I I wouldn't, but these these coaches, man, they they they're not doing what we what we know we would do if we were in that position. Like I know Ashley <laughs> Davis, there's no way he should still be out there. The Danzel not even make the field until everybody gets hurt. Jeez, <laughs> so at least, at least no, have him on listen. on some type
1: of plays, man. Yeah. No, I mean you're talking facts, man. You know, again, with Elijah Moore going on IR, that hit us right. That was a gut punch to the offense because mm-hmm. here we have a guy yeah. that was coming on, and now he's on the IR, so we're going to be missing him for a couple of games. And again, Zach Wilson was finding some real rhythm with him, and now that's gone. And now Denzel Mims is not working out. Corey Davis is on IR doing with that core surgery. You got Jamison Crowder, Keelan Cole, and Braxton Berrios out there. And again, injuries happen around this league. That's just what happens. But man. It just sucks. It really does suck. Not, now, going to the not, defensive not, side not, of the ball. Not,
5: go, go, go to the defensive not, side of not the not ball. Not to man. the level that we suffer them. Not to the level we suffer them. We, we yeah. go on yeah, the whole damn team. It's <laughs> been Yo, tough.
1: So. It's been tough. But going to the defensive side of the ball, what are your thoughts about the struggles there? Because, I mean, we're just giving up 100-yard rusher after 100-yard rusher. What do you think Yo, it is with just dude. giving up yards on the ground? It's a lack of effort. What is it, Venom?
5: It, it, it's the lack of effort. You see it, man. These guys are getting bullied. There, there's no effort. There's no try to... And, and I like I said before, I think it's everybody trying to compensate for somebody not doing their job. And it's difficult mm-hmm. when you have, you know, a coworker that just came in last week when you have a new strong safety that just came in three weeks ago. So everybody's still trying to gel and you can see it all over the place where, you know, there's a lot of things where CJ may miss and then you have Williams cleaning that up or Davis may miss and then you have Steve uh, coming down and cleaning it up. So there's people that's just trying to, you know, protect each other, but nobody knows what they're doing except a few players on the on the whole squad. So you can see it in their minds. And, and the coaches are just saying, well, y'all got to learn. Keep keep doing the same thing till you learn. And this is what we're watching every day. It's like, Ashley Davis, you make a million mistakes. Hopefully by the end of the season, you would have got a little bit better. God damn. <laughs> wait, <When laughs> wait, Joe, the, the thing is, even when he wraps, now, we went from him doing the shoulder teeth, trying to wrap up and get tripped like, what's going on with this guy? Man. Oh,
1: my Bro, God. Bro, he, he made Alvin Kamara look like <laughs> Derek Henry. I mean, he just ran Henry, straight yes. through Aston Davis. Oh, my God. He just God. ran straight through him like it was nothing.
8: That made I mean, me –
5: was... It felt like young on was out there. I said, what the hell is <laughs> Young Le'Veon Bell is back? <laughs> Yeah, this It was crazy. My next question for you,
1: as you look at this upcoming game that we have against the Dolphins, you know, we're going to their house, we're playing them on the road. I'm a little concerned about us being prepared. We've seen issues with us going on the road and be prepared. I believe we've only won one game on the road, and that was against the Texans. Yeah. Are you concerned yeah. that Sella is not going to have this young team prepared to play these Dolphins at their home?
5: Yo, I know you're not asking me that, Joe. What week have they been prepared? <laughs> <laughs> what week? What week? <laughs> we came off a bye and we were still on a bye.
0: Yeah, we was, yeah. We just we came
5: off a bye and, and we were still on a bye while we were playing these. Like, what's we didn't. never. They're, I haven't seen a game where they were totally prepared by the X's and O's and they you know, I, I just I'm not putting my faith in this team to to in mm. the defense, who who are they gonna stop? They gonna, they not yeah. gonna stop Waddle again. Gusecki's gonna go crazy. They, mm. it's it's gonna be it's just gonna be uh, same thing as game one. So now we're just mm. going to Miami for a little vacation. So we're gonna go over there, dance mm-hmm. some salsa and come back again. <laughs> Get whooped, then come back. Yo,
0: <laughs> give me,
5: give this me your is, final score prediction, Venom. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think this game ends up? Joe, Joe, Joe. You, I, I hate that you insulting me, man. Why are you asking who's gonna win? We know who's gonna win, By how much we don't know. But we know who's gonna win. We not gonna. <laughs> Joe, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it. I I'm gonna say. Twenty to seventeen to be modest, but I know it's going to be more than that. And I know we're not scoring okay. seventeen, but I want it to look good. Seventeen to okay. twenty Jets,
0: you
1: know,
5: Seventeen well, to twenty I, Jets. I know it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, 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 Wait, I know there... it's not going to happen, but you're I want to be jets? optimistic. I'm gonna take so the, jets, man, the Jets, man, because I have. <sighs> I don't want to, be like... I just have... yeah. I... Let's go. I just wanted to hear the chair. I just wanted to hear the chair okay. before, before right. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is going to be bad.
5: Listen, this is going to be bad. Listen, Venom, <laughs> I got to get back to these
1: lines, bro. Next time I have a show, call in. You know, we, you know I love going back and forth with you, Yo, you, you have you a know, good night. You, know,
5: uh, <laughs> you too, Joe. Have a good one, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're good one. Listen, that's my guy, Venom G's, man. Venom G's is a good guy. You know, I love going back and forth with him. He took the chance. I'll take it. I'll take it. So we'll keep getting to these lines again, 515 Five one five six zero two nine six three nine 515 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Chris. My guy, Chris. Listen, Chris knows his Jets. All right? Salute to you, Chris. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Chris, give me your thoughts on the New York Jets defense right now. Are you surprised at how they're performing and how many yards they're giving up on the ground?
9: Hey, Joe. How's it going? Um, Yeah, I am. I'm going to be honest first. I thought Alvin Chimera, if I pronounced it right, I thought he was going to be a guy that was going to be an average running back, but I kind of underestimated him. There's a lot of things I need need to talk about the game, because there are a few things that kind of disturbed me. Um, I'm going to start with Zach. Now, people keep saying that you know he keeps throwing his short throws are like like he they keep missing receivers but from from why from what i analyze excuse me i believe that he's more of a long distance quarterback you, you know and a lot of people some people understand that but some don't if you compare the mm. differences between how he throws long distance versus how he throws short distance it should give an idea of like okay, so he's more of the long distance type. The coaches need to do what the coaches need to do is somehow adjust adjust his his play. That's that's mm-hmm. that's what I think about what I've seen about Zach. Now for Mister Mims. <clears throat> I don't think – well, well, I think the call
1: can, can, let on me, him – one, one second. One second, Chris. One second. And this, this is a, a point that you brought up because I, I want to hear – make sure I hear you clearly. When you're saying adjust his play, do you mean adjust the scheme to, you know, start really launching the football down the field more? Or do yes, you mean they need to absolutely. adjust his play as far as adjust him, as far as his mechanics and skill set so that he'll be able to see the guys that are open underneath the short passes and the intermediate stuff? What do you mean by that?
9: All of the above. You already you just answered your own question. All of the above. Huh? Because I like the all way the, I like the way he Yeah, I like the way okay, he launches ahead. it and how he catch and how his receivers like Elijah Moore, uh Braxton burials, how they catch it. 'Cause I seen I've seen one, I think what was it? I think was it on the Titans game, if I'm not mistaken. That I liked. Um, that's how I noticed okay, he's the long distance type. You know? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not gonna cr- I'll admit he did play horrible when it comes to short distance. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, I already knew that he was already a long distance. He was a long distance type. Mr. Mims. I want to get to him because the call against him, I was upset about that because I don't, I, 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 it frustrated me when they put it on him knowing that he was doing his position. I mean, he's young, you know, if, if they if they believe that he's a problem on the offense, why don't mm-hmm. why don't they just put him on special teams and like when he and, and get and have him like whenever the he, he receives the ball, let him run and see what happens. You know, you he could be adjusting into any other position. It doesn't have to be the offense, it could be special teams. I mean, special teams I, I see him there as well. But those calls—they were horrible on him. I didn't like—I didn't—I didn't like the way they—they they called on him. It, it got me a little bit frustrated. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" You know, it—it mm. it, it kind of—it was a disappointment. Um, other than that, um, that's pretty much what I needed to let up, Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Chris, I hear you. I mean, you're bringing some takes right now. Now, when you look at this upcoming game against the Dolphins, how concerned are you about? who are ripping us up. Do you think the New York Guest defense will get some pressure on him and force him to mistakes?
9: Question, Joe. Um, didn't we already play Miami and we lost 24-17? to 17?
1: Yes, we did, and you're correct about that score.
9: That's what I thought, because I was like – because I, I keep saying that we're playing the Dolphins, the Dolphins, but we already played them like two or three weeks ago, so I don't, I don't remember the schedule, so forgive mm-hmm. me.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, um, you know, divisional –
9: what was that?
1: Yeah, that they're, they're, you know, their the divisional opponent. We got to play them again.
9: And this game is where? If, um, correct me if I'm wrong. It's in on, Miami. Is it, uh, oh, it's, it's Miami. in Miami. Okay, it's... okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Um, I think they're I mean, from the last game they played, I think they already they already know what they went went they went against, and mm-hmm. I'm sure Zach already probably watched the film. Um so I think it'll probably be a close game as well um, at mm-hmm. Hard Rock. So Now, if you want to know my oh. final prediction, because I know you're going to ask me that, I think it's yeah, going go la- yeah, to be the same score as last time, only it's going to be in mm-hmm. our favor. Okay,
1: okay, so you're taking the Jets, 24-17 Jets. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that, Chris. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. You really dropped some stuff on us. You have yourself a good night, my friend. All uh, right, you too, buddy. You have a good night. All right. Have a good one. Listen, Chris calling in. He's got his takes. He wants to speak up and talk about his Jets. I respect it. We're going to keep keep going with the show. You know, a lot of people have a lot to say. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. For those of you that may not know, we live stream the radio show, Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets is the YouTube So we live stream the radio show, the Savages. I call my chat the Savages. Why? Because they're savage. They get after everybody. Salutes to SG31Black in the chat. SG says if
7: Hutchinson
1: and Thibodeau are gone, should we go O-line, defensive end, corner, or safety with our first pick? I'm saying O-line. Let me tell you why. I know this is a little early, but again, we're going back and forth. We'll continue to have radio shows throughout. So we're going to be talking draft free agency, all of that stuff coming up. I'm saying O-line because if that center from Iowa is as good as they say he is, if he's a generational center, then we need to shore that up as soon as possible. When you look at the, some of the biggest issues that we've had for the last three to four years, on offense, it's been protecting our quarterback, right? Interior pressure has been the biggest issue. It was an issue here with Sam Donald. That was one of the reasons why we were 30, ranked 32nd offensively two years in a row. You just invested a top pick in Zach Wilson. You need to make sure that you properly protect this kid at all costs. Don't give him or have him in the same situation that we had Sam Donald in, where at you know a couple years down the road we couldn't figure out what Sam Donald was because we had never properly protected him. He was often hurt. There was issues with him, and we ended up getting rid of him without getting a full, conclusive picture of who he was and who he wasn't. Don't let that happen to you with Zach Wilson. We already see the issues that we have with Zach Wilson, right? Not being protected properly. One of the biggest injuries that we've had this year was what? Well, actually, we had two big injuries offensively this year. It was Makai Beckton, and it was uh, the injury to to Zach Wilson. When you look at how Makai Beckton got hurt, what happened? That right guard, that pressure came through the right guard center combo, and he threw a right guard into Makai Beckton. Guess what? Injury. All right? Then you look at what happened with Zach Wilson. Where's that pressure come from? Right through that right side. Right, That interior pressure constantly hitting him. He was running for his life the whole first part, first half of the season. Does anybody remember that? Anybody? Anybody remember when he was running around trying to get away from guys getting smacked on a weekly basis? I don't, I don't know why people forgot that all of a sudden. I also didn't forget when he was getting pressured in the game that he got hurt, he took a hit before he actually jacked up his PCL. We thought he tore his ACL. He popped up and danced off, and we were like, wow, this kid is tough. Then the next shot he takes comes in between the center and guard combo, and then guess what? He gets a PCL injury. Now he misses about four to five weeks. Guess what that did? That pushed back to his development. We're not properly protecting quarterbacks here. You'll never have a successful quarterback unless you make sure that they're properly protected so they can grow. That must be what it happens. I don't understand why everybody's all of a sudden talking about drafting a safety, a position of non-impact like we have the luxury to do that. We do not. You go draft a safety, you can do that in later rounds, but you do not take premium picks and draft a safety when you're the New York Jets and you are stunted at impacts of position. We have no pass rushers. How can you look to draft a safety when you don't have a pass rusher? Carl Lawson coming off of an Achilles injury. Why can't we have more than one good pass rusher? If you look at all the rest of these teams in this league that is consistently going out there and doing things, you, they have multiple pass rushers. But even getting back to the offensive line with talk with Zach Wilson, guess what? A center, a generational center, changes the outlook of the offensive line. and protects him. And I know there's people out there talking about, you don't take a center that high, you don't take guards that high. Guards and centers, again, when you look at our issues, it's always been interior pressure, protecting. It's always been the, the guard-center combo that has stunted us. By the way, uh, guess what? The Colts took Quentin Nelson, I believe it's six, to left guard. Anybody think that was a bad pick? I don't think it was a bad pick. He's literally a generational guard. He's, everybody's pretty much anointed him as Hall of Famer. This guy is one of the best guards in the league, if not the best guard in the league. We just played the Colts. They ran for 239 yards against us. Jonathan Taylor had 172 yards in that game, I think, by the third quarter. And it was all running behind him. Their entire running game is running behind him. And if you take a center that high, that's a generational talent. Not only does it affect Zach Wilson, it also affects... Michael Carter, you know the other guy that we have that's a playmaker on offense, one of our best playmakers on offense, why is he that? Why do we think he's so special? It's because he gets the ball on a handoff and he's able to evade guys right at the handoff because our guys can't block up front. He's able to turn plays that should be negative five yards into plus five yards. Well, can you imagine what he could do if he had open holes in front of him? By the way, we haven't had a hundred-yard rusher all year. I'm going to say this again. We have not had a 100-yard rusher all year. How do you think that that affects the offense, not being able to run the football at will like we should? We just got Robert Sella here. Everyone should know we're literally trying to build and look like exactly what the Niners have built and looked like. That's literally our scheme. We always do that. <laughs> I've been telling people for, for I don't know how long. I live on the West Coast. I'm forced to watch the Niners. It's a miserable life. I mean, it's miserable being a Jets fan, but it's miserable to watch the Niners. They're so good and we're so bad. All right? Guess what? If you want to play like the Niners, you have to have the talent. The Niners' offensive line is up front. We've got to get better up front. So a generational center I will absolutely take before I take a safety at, at four or, or even a corner. I'm prioritizing winning in the trenches. If there's no pass rusher there, then you take an offensive lineman. That's what you do. You better your offensive line so that you, you know for a fact who Zach Wilson is because you've protected him properly, and if he sucks, then guess what? You know he sucks because he sucks. And that offensive lineman that you draft, that generational center, will still be here when you finally get the guy that doesn't suck to throw the football. But you, just, you don't take a safety. And, again, I'm not disrespecting any of those guys. Hamilton, phenomenal kid. He's going to be good. I have no, no doubt in, in the talent or anything like that. But if we're going to invest in a quarterback, everybody was screaming they wanted Zach Wilson, then you must invest to ensure that that kid is able to pan out. Give him a chance. Because if you keep jacking up his PCL and having him out there with knees that that don't look good, how do you think that that's going to affect his growth here as well? That knee not being stable is affecting him as well here. So let me tell you something. That's my take on it. So salute to the savages in the chat. Again, we take some questions from there. I love going back and forth with everyone in there. Take a offensive lineman early. That's my take right now. That's my take. You know, as well, Baxter Wilson salutes to him. He also says in there, Baxter Wilson says, if you give your QB time, it opens up the playbook too. Exactly. Gives you further shots down the field. Helped Elijah Moore out. Helped Corey Davis out. You got to take O-line. You got to shore that up. You can't keep rolling around. With an offensive line that's that's built with chicken wire and duct tape, you can't keep doing that. We need right guard help. Connor McGovern has been very up and down. He was horrible early, and he was bad for the last two years. He's been bad since we signed him. He's been decent on this kid, but guess what? It's against teams that is a softer part of the schedule. If you want to succeed, if you want to step up, if you ever want to compete with the big dog, you better go get yourself a quality offensive line. You better do it. But you're going to have big issues. So that's my take on that. We'll, again, we'll continue to talk about the draft upcoming. We'll continue to talk about free agency. We're going to do all that stuff. I just have to give my take there because I just love going back and forth with Jeff and I love discussing stuff. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. So call in when those times come. Five one five 515 It'll also be live on YouTube, Long Beach Joe Jets. All right? Don't get me ranting because I'll, I'll go. Now I'm going to give you folks my take on this upcoming game against the Dolphins. Again, so loose to all the savages in the chat. Let me tell you, this is tough. (laughs) It's a tough team right now, you know, to meet. Again, they're dealing with the situation of why we wear a mask. Everyone knows what's going on with the world. All right, everyone knows what's going on around here. We're uh, protecting ourselves for a reason. YouTube is, you know, maybe tripping. So listen to what I'm saying. There's a reason why we are doing some of the things that we're doing and we're taking precautions for what's going on in the world. They're dealing with that situation currently. So guys like Gaskins, I believe uh, Lindsey as well is on that situation. They've got a host of running backs that's on that situation. So I think Duke Johnson might be the only guy they have there at backs. but we've seen us get torched in the running game. You also got Tua still out there as well. I'm confused on how we're exactly going to get pressure on him because we struggled with that last game. Can we cover Jalen Waddell? That's a big question. We saw them go to him early and often. Devontae Parker is going to be out there as well. Albert Wilson. Those guys gave us some issues. But one of the biggest issues that they had, that we had, defensively, was Mike Gesicki. Man, he took advantage of us. Play after play after play after play, he was just winning. We've got to find a way to stop that guy. We've got to find a way. And I don't know what it is. Usually you would bracket him or double-team him, but can you really trust Ashton Davis in coverage to bracket a guy? You've seen him struggle week in and week out, week in and week out. And, again, we're supposed to get Michael Carter back, so that's going to help us in our secondary as well. Michael Carter II has been making plays, but we've got to have our secondary step up. It's all hands on deck here. So if he does return and he's good to go, man, that's going to help us quite a bit. But we've got to get some pass rush. Bryce Huff coming back as well. If he can get into the fold, that's going to help us too. He was the guy that was supposed to really aid us in our pass rush. And Shaq Lawson needs to get up and get going. John Franklin Myers, I need to see more from him as well. We've got to push the pocket against Tua. We cannot allow this guy to just sit back there and pick us apart because that's what he did, you know, the first time we played him. You must get pressure on him, must. Because when you get pressure on Tua, it's been shown. You get interceptions. You get turnovers. You'll get the ball back. But the question is, can we get the pressure? Can we get the pressure? Goodness gracious. Send blitzes if you got to. Just send it. Make this kid feel the heat. Offensively, there's big questions as well. And I think the biggest question is, can Zach Wilson be accurate? My goodness gracious. The accuracy issues, the missing the dump off, the missing the guys that are wide open. It's got to cut that out, man. He's got to cut that out. We're getting some guys back on offense as well. Michael Carter, the running back coming back. That should help us. This guy was a big playmaker. Elijah Moore is still on the IR, but this was one of the young guys that was really putting on for us. Him coming back really helps the offense. Can he hit Michael Carter in stride for the little dump off, the little dump off? Allow him to continue to carry the ball down the field. We're getting Tevin Coleman back into the fold at running back as well. Tyler Croft is going to be out there, too, a tight end. But the whole deal is can Zach Wilson be accurate? What are his mechanics going to look like? Is he going to keep missing guys that are wide open? Again, Jamison Crowder is going to be out there. We've got Keelan Cole out there as well. But this secondary of the Dolphins, this defense of the Dolphins is not a joke. they got Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. You slip up. If Zach Wilson slips up against these guys and throw a ball where it does not belong, we've seen it. He's going to get picked off. He's got to be careful with the ball. He's also got to get the ball out of his hands quickly and be decisive. Don't hold on to it for 30 years. There's a, lot, there's a lot we got to look at this Dolphins team, and I think one of the biggest questions as well is, is Sulla going to have this young team prepared and ready? Are you going to go on the road and sleepwalk, or are you going to go on the road and be ready to go and be fired up? We just lost a game to the Saints. Can you shake that off and move forward? Can you do that? Because if you can, I think that we have more of a chance in this game than a lot of people give us. All of that said, I'm going to take the New York Jets to win this game. 21-17, 21-17. I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking him. We'll see what happens. I have some – there's just something in me that says that Zach Wilson is going to bounce back in this game. He's going to bounce back in this game. So I want to thank everyone for calling in. I want to thank everyone for watching as well. This has been a phenomenal show. Phenomenal. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, we need some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. Follow me, I'll follow you right back. You're going to troll me, no issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will troll you right back, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times, I'll have my Vera Tucker jersey on. One of the best offensive linemen in the league, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Not just one of the best offensive linemen on the Jets. He's one of the best offensive linemen in the league. Hate all you want. Fight on. You know? You can also check out the show's Twitter page as well, at Joe. That's where you can find all the show stuff. Please follow the show. Go back and forth is there as well. I love going back and forth with all football fans, but especially my Jets fans because, you know, we bleed green over here, as we all know. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Please go over there, subscribe, hit that notification bell, give my videos a thumbs up, share them with your friends and family. All right. And if you want to troll me in those comments, no issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge. I'll troll you right back in the comments as well. Comment and let's go back and forth. And as always, people, when you see me in person, because eventually you will, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, free hugs for everyone that would cost you absolutely nothing. No matter what anyone tells you, the hugs will always remain free. I want to thank you folks for listening and calling in. Without you folks, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to listen and call in. You folks are the absolute best. And, again, Mark V Lee Toy Drive. Mark V Lee Toy Drive, if anyone wants to help get a kid a toy, put a smile on a kid's face for the holidays, please go to a Jersey City Fire Department, donate a toy, donate some money, donate your time if you can. Help, you know, give those kids some toys, you know, Put a smile on their face. Help them out for the holidays. That's what it's all about. So I want to thank you folks for listening. You folks have a good one. Peace.